This is Sergeant Bruce Guthrie of Unit 99 at Headquarters, Police Department, City of Sacramento, California. My detail is to ride in Unit 99, our tape recorder-equipped radio car, and to respond whenever the dispatcher transmits a signal to one of our other units on duty somewhere in the city. At the scene, we make the recordings for this program. Now, to tell you more about Unit 99, here's our chief. James V. Hicks, Sacramento Police. Unit 99 is a regulation radio patrol unit of the Sacramento Police Department, cruising the streets with a tape recorder. Sergeant Guthrie is on duty and works for your protection, as every police officer does. He can and does make arrests. His orders are to respond to the radio call. You go with him, and what you hear is real. Police, criminals, victims, and witnesses are all real. And whether an arrest is made or the subject released, what happens is real. Make no mistake about that. Now to Unit 99 and Sergeant Bruce Guthrie on duty. Unit 8. Officer Walter and Brian are talking to the proprietor. Hi, Bill. Hello, Sergeant. What have you got so far? Well, we got an upset operator here. That's what you got. That's understandable. Would you mind telling us what happened, sir? Well, frankly, I don't know other than that the man came in here and he asked me if I was about ready to close. And I says, no, it's not for about an hour. And he said, let's get enough with me. Just hand over your paper money. Did he have a gun? He certainly did. One with a barrel about two inches long. Uh, I don't know what the caliber that, that it was. I said, don't you want any cash? And he says, no, just give me the paper money. He says, fold it up and put it in a bag. You tell me whether it was a revolver or not? I'm not knowing guns too well. You could probably tell me better than I, I could. It had a snub nose on it about this long. Probably was an automatic in the He case. laid it uh, right here with his hand on it, and, and he laid it down and pointed it toward me, and that's one of those two. I gave him the money, and I left a five dollar bill in the till, which is still here. Been like he didn't even question me. He's, he just walked in. He says, there a back entrance here? And I said, well, certainly there's a back entrance. So he, he walked up. You see the door that's open right there. So he couldn't get out that way, so he just took the other way. Of course, as he was going out, he jerked the gun phone off the hook. I see. He left the gun laying right he there. Did, he just pulled us off and he put it up to his ear and then he grabbed us and thing he went and then he went out, out uh, there as he was talking to me asked if there was a back entrance and I said well of course there is and then he opened that door and of course he couldn't get out that way so then he 
Finally find his own way out the other way. But he did pull the phone clear off of the wall, is that right? No, just what you say. It hasn't been touched. I tried to look at his hair and everything else, and uh, he was not Dr. Blackburn. I still say, like I said before, he's, uh, he's between a blonde and, and a brown. He's light-complected. Did he have any scars or marks? God, I don't know. He stands as close as, as me and this gentleman is. I look at him, too, and all the while I'm watching that gun, too. Did you notice what... Did you notice what kind of pants he had on? No, but he, uh, as near as I remember, he had a, he had a jacket on, that uh, kind of a blazer. Or like you fellows wrote it, it was a kind of an army color. Oh, you can see it was the barrel of the gun, huh? Yeah, no problem. Had you ever seen this man before in the uh, shop here, sir? Not to my knowledge. The only thing he said to me was, I'm sorry to do this for you, but he's, he's, he's a must. Would you know him again if you saw him? I kind of think I would. Did you see what direction he went after he left the rear of the store? I did not. I didn't have a chance. But uh, I dashed right out of the back end and went to the next door of this Chinese restaurant and had them call the place right now. Say, Walter, did you go next door and check upon the other witness? Yes, Sergeant. We talked to Sam Fong. He's the owner of the Lamp of China Cafe next door. What do you have to say? Uh, when the victim here went into his place the phone way, Mr. Fong ran out the back in the alley, and he stated he saw a car pulling away, uh, going north through the alley. Give you any description of it? He uh, states it was too dark and he couldn't see very well. Could give us, he could give us no description of the car. He couldn't even give us the color. Did he see how many people were in it? No, he says he couldn't see. It was too dark. He says he thinks there was only one in the car, though. Just the driver, then? Yes, just the driver. No way of knowing if that was actually the car that the stick-up man used. No, we couldn't positively state that, Sergeant. How did you uh, find out but the man was running west on Trubridge. Well, when we uh, talked to the proprietor next door here, we understood that he was running north on, uh, out of the alley, then turned uh, uh, west on Fruitridge. But uh, we talked to him the second time, and he says he saw the car go out of the alley on Fruitridge. He didn't actually see the man on foot at all. No, it's uh, just a little confusing down his part first report of a crime is frequently the most important one. In this case, the officers were looking for a holdup man who left the scene on foot. As it developed, however, there was a misunderstanding and the units should have been watching for an automobile. Let me emphasize also the importance of being observant. If you are ever confronted by a criminal, descriptions of appearance and mannerisms are invaluable to the police. We have a 940 with car 9 out by the junior college. They have found a building open. I believe it's the machine shop. There's a car parked near it that they believe might be connected with the buildings being open. We're going to meet them and check it out. Unit 99 on that suspect in the Packard. They are now taking him to the M and L to see if they can make identification on 211. Check it, thanks. While we were in the detective bureau, I received information that they had stopped a Packard somewhere in the eastern part of town, and it's believed the suspect 
in the 211 on Stockton Boulevard earlier this evening was driving that car. They have taken the suspect to the liquor store for identification. If he is identified, he will be brought to the police station, and we will go in there and sit in on the questioning. Unit 9 is standing by this building. The door is open. They have a man inside. Officer Taylor is approaching the car. Hi, Taylor. What do you got? Hey, Sergeant. Well, we, uh, we cruised around here, and we saw this car trying to pull out with its lights off between uh, two ticket officers over there, and we stopped him. We looked in the car, and he had uh, siphon hose and a couple of tanks, and checked around here, and there was a bar underneath the car, uh, like a pry bar. We checked around here and found this door open. Had the door been pried open? Well, it, uh, it's got a lot of nicks on You can't tell whether it's been busted or not. Is the lock in working order? The lock is in working order. We uh, had uh, the radio contact the, um, the man who runs this uh, thing for the college here, and he's going to come out. We found tools in the back of the, the car there, and we want to see if they ma uh, they're missing from in here. Could they be burglar tools? Well, they could be. There's all kinds of tools in the back of his trunk. And he's got several cans with gas cans and hoses. Well, let's uh, let us get out of the car here, and we'll go into it further. Hi, McManus. Was this the door that the, that you found open? Yes, sir. I walked up here, and it was slightly ajar. I pulled on it and opened, and this fellow here came over, and he said that uh, he just ran out of gas, and he had the car pulled back there to keep it out of the way. He took his girlfriend home from to 31st and 3rd Avenue and got five gallons of gas and then come back out here to the college in, well, he said, 45 minutes. Why did he come back to the college, did he tell you? Uh, to put gas in the car. He said that uh, when we pulled up, we checked on the other end of the building here and we didn't see any lights. As we pulled around the corner, why well, he started up in his automobile without any lights on. We asked him how come that he was driving without lights and he said he just started the car and he saw us that he didn't want to attract our attention. and that no, he didn't he, say that. And uh, he started to, uh, he waited for us, as a matter of fact, and then when we pulled up, he started driving. We had to tell him to stop. Subject states that he ran out of gas, and there's an all-night gas station within uh, a block from here, and he states he went all the way over to behind Carl's driving to get gas because he walked his girl home. Was this the fellow, Taylor? Yes, sir, yes, sir. Have you questioned him at all? We have. What do you got to say about this, fellow? Well, I don't know. What do you mean? You want to tell the sergeant about it? Well, what? Well, you parked out here and while you well, walked out, we went for gas. I went over and picked up my girlfriend this evening after work, after I had dinner. And we were just out driving around, and I drove around here. And as I got up to the edge of the building there, well, the car started acting funny. And I just started turning around here, and it ran out of gas. So I pushed it back in there, just so it'd be out of the way. And then I walked over to uh, her place with her lit her off, then I walked down to the, uh, I think it's a Regal station down behind Carl's on Broadway there, and hitchhiked back from there. Did you take the can with you when you walked your girl home? Uh, yeah. You carried the can with, mm -hmm. her, with you and the girl all the way over to her house, mm -hmm. a five-gallon can, mm -hmm. and then you filled it full of gas, of five gallons, yes. and then you brought it back here. Mm -hmm. Not just one, but five gallons. That's right. No, that doesn't sound like a very good story to me. Why doesn't it? Because it's not logical. What were you actually doing here by this building? I wasn't by this building. I was over there, just behind where the car is parked now. 
It still isn't logical. You're close to a building, the door is found open, there's a pry bar found under your car, there's tools found in the back. Where'd the tools come from? Those are my tools. I bought them from where I work. What kind of tools are they? They're proto-automotive uh, tools. They're all automotive tools? Yeah, they're socket wrenches, pliers, brake pliers, screwdrivers. Here comes the man who runs them. Have you ever been in trouble? No, I haven't. Never been arrested? Never. How old are you? Nineteen. I see they're checking the back of the car. Did you find anything that uh, could possibly have come from your building? Uh, I don't know about the auto shop, but I didn't find anything from the machine shop. No. Taylor, do you find any initials on any of those tools? Just a little check on this. Uh... Mechanics as a general rule mark their tools, don't they? Well, I'm not really a mechanic. I just just do my own work. What are you going to do with this fellow now? Oh, wait till the oh, the instructor of the automotive shop. He knows what all the uh, equipment is in here. We'll have him check out the equipment in the car there and see if any of it matches here. If not, we'll uh, have to let him go because uh, got nothing to hold him on. There's a form you fill out in a case like this, isn't there? Oh, we got the interrogation card I fill on them and we fill that one out in case we are doing a... What's the purpose of that? Well, this is in case we ever have, this fellow ever turns up in a situation similar or anything like this. We'll have his name and uh, known what he was doing in, in here before. And uh, That card is also run through B of I, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's checked against his record. If he has a record in there, find it there. I'm sure you will agree that there was some basis for the officer's belief that this man had stolen gasoline from another car. His account of his actions was not logical, but there was nothing to indicate that the machine shop had been entered and the suspect was released. Unit 99. 99, go ahead. 924, second floor, 99. Second floor, roger. Check 99, came in that could be that 211 suspect we picked up, Dan. Yeah, it could be. Let's hear what he has to say. Hello, Oaks and Fox. I just got a 924 to come up here. What do you have? Oh, we got these uh, two boys they picked up out in front of that uh, M&M liquor store shortly after the uh, L&M liquor store had been held up. So we're going to have a little chat with him. I uh, want to talk to you a little bit about your actions the other night out there. Uh, we had a stick-up at the uh, M&L liquor store. And a uh, guy out there kind of thinks you're one of the guys that's involved in it. Uh, maybe not so much you as your partner, but he thinks you were the man who was driving the car. Uh, what do you got to say about it? I didn't have anything to do with it. I wasn't ever near the joint. Uh, can you give us a little account of your time uh, prior to that robbery? Well, I'm down 6th Street, uh, around a few bars down there. I met this friend of mine and borrowed his car. I had to go out and borrow some money from uh, 
Another friend of mine out in the club out here. When you left uptown, do you know what time it was? Well, I said it was about 10 or 10.30 around there. About 10 or 10.30 when you left uptown. Positively, no, but I was around drinking, you know. I don't remember exactly. Where did you go then after you left uptown? I went down J Street, stopped in one liquor store, got a couple of cans of beer. I don't remember which one it was. Then we went out and went finally wound up going down Stockton Boulevard and stopped at this one, the M&M, there and got two more cans of beer. Well, how come that you denied being out the M&M? Oh, uh, when these all the policemen drove up and uh, pulled us over to the curb and jumped out and uh, started talking about the liquor store or something being robbed out there, naturally I ain't going to admit I wasn't there any liquor stores. Yeah, but that wasn't the liquor store that uh, was held up. This was another liquor oh, store. About it. They didn't tell me where it was at. They asked you if you uh, were out in front of the M&M liquor store and you uh, yeah. you said no, you, you couldn't have been there. Well, that's what I said. I, I wasn't going to admit nothing right then. The clerk out the store got the license number of the car. That's why you were picked up. I didn't know anything about that. The M&L was the one that you started talking about later, wasn't it? The M&L is the one that was held up, but uh, the M&M is the one where you were uh, parked in front of the store out there. And, uh, uh, Jimmy went in, got a couple of cans of beer, come back out. How long have we known this friend of yours that was with you? Up at the joint. You know, in the penitentiary? Sure, I know about that. Wilson? Yeah, Wilson. Whose car was it you were in out there? Oh, just a friend of mine. Friend of you? That's right. How long had you had the car prior to uh, being arrested? Part of that day before I borrowed it from, and then this afternoon I borrowed it again. You borrow it quite often, do you? Oh, the guy just got out of jail a while back. Yeah, I got it out of giving the money to get it out of the parking lot with where did you, you meet him at? Oh, right here in the jail. In the jail? Yeah. Well, were, you, were you in jail here before? Yeah, he was doing uh, about, uh, how long ago was it? Ten days, fifteen days ago. Two what were you in for? For a uh, bag. What else? Uh, suspicion of burglary or possession of burglary tools. Possession of burglary tools, huh? Have you ever been arrested and convicted on burglary? Uh, twice. Twice? You've been in the penitentiary uh, two times? Had two running concurrently. You know where the M&L liquor is. So they took me over there afterwards and let the guy uh, that owns the store looked at me and he says, I never saw him before. That's not one of them. That's what he said to you? He said that to me, yeah. What did he say to your What did he say to your partner? Give him a pass, too. When Jimmy come out, he says, give me a pass. That made you feel pretty secure then, Made me feel a little better. Uh, they've been out there, uh, you know, riding us around and uh, telling us all about it, but I knew I hadn't done nothing. So. Why were you out in that particular area? Heading out, I went out far over to the club with this friend of mine. You do borrow some money from him. You do most of your drinking on the lower end of town, isn't that correct? Well, no, I drink out this club sometimes. There's two of them out there. I know bartenders in both of them. I know the owners of them. I've been out there uh, quite a few times before. But you don't make it a habit. Not here tonight, no. Maybe once or twice a week. Uh, Every time this guy gets off of 6th Street, he ends up in jail. Yeah, that's right. Every time, he, every time he leaves 6th Street, Don and I get him to talk to him. Next time I get off of 6th Street, I'm going to be clear out of town, gone. And believe me. You deny emphatically, however, that you're implicated in any type of a stick-up of any kind. That's not, that's never been my racket. I never pulled a ice in my life. I, never, I ain't never going to. Yeah, but you got a heist man working with you. 
Jimmy didn't do it. Tell you, when he come one in there, he come out, and the man looked at him and said, you know, he gave him a pass twice. He's a nice man, nevertheless. Yeah, his house, even. The guy looked at us both out there. He says, I don't, that's not the guys. I haven't seen him before. Are you working now? Uh, not right now. I'm in jail. Right now. Have you worked since you got out of jail last time that we talked to you? Uh, no, I haven't. I've been trying to get a job all over town, and nobody will give me a job then and bar because they figure I got to put too much heat on the joint. What happened? Uh, what was your disposition on the last time you were in? Uh, this last time I got I'm out on bail now. You're, you're still out on bail pending uh, disposition of the... All the charges dropped the bag. I'm out on bail on the bag charge. What kind of record does this fellow have? Oh, he's got quite a record. He's... Uh, we had him here a few years back for burglary, for uh, breaking into hardware stores and drug stores, a lot of other types of stores. How much time have you spent in the penitentiary? Uh, let's see, four and a half, about seven and a half years. Seven and a half years, and you're how old now? Uh, Forty-one. Forty-one years old, and you put in seven and a half years. Uh, the last ten, I guess. Out of the last ten? About seven and a half. Are you on parole now? No, no, I'm not on parole. When were you uh, discharged from prison? Last summer. Last August. Last August, huh? On this uh, robbery of the liquor store out there, the clerk out there, he uh, feels uh, sure that uh, your partner's uh, fellow was in there that held him up. You didn't know I was out there. Well, I know. You know, at the time a uh, crime happens, why people are a little bit uh, excited. When you go in there and stick a gun in a man's face, he's going to get excited. Well, I understand. We went, didn't go anywhere near the M&L. We turned off at about 12th Avenue there and went over to Franklin. You sure you didn't borrow some money with a gun out there at that other liquor store? <laughs> Absolutely sure I didn't. The actions of this suspect and his associate were sufficiently suspicious to cause the clerk in another establishment to call the police. But the inability of the hold-up victim to identify either man made it impossible to charge him with armed robbery. The suspect you heard question was sentenced to six months in the county jail for vagrancy with commitment withheld for two years on a floater. This is Unit 99. These on-the-scene tape recordings were provided by the Sacramento Police Department and were made on duty by Sergeant Bruce Guthrie in Unit 99. Your host is Chief James V. Hicks of the Sacramento Police Department. KMA 907, Sacramento Police. Unit 99, are you in the clear? Unit 99 to KMA 907. Unit 99, Sergeant Meredith, 909, in service, on the air. Unit 99 has come to you through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.